Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode. And today we are going to talk about the、um, graduate school life as well as post grad life. And I have with me today Katie. She's a friend I met during. A summer camp that I went in Shanghai during my college summers, and we kept in touch, kind of kept in touch. And she recently graduated. She's here with me today. Welcome, Katie. Was that a good introduction? Is there anything else that you want to add? <laughs> no, no, that's that was perfect. Nailed it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that you're here,、um, virtually. So, going into the topic today, graduate school. Why did you decide to go to graduate school after college or uni? Do you say uni in uni?、UK? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think for me, it was a bit of like a mixed bag. I think first of all, I just thought like undergrad, it's such like a general study that I needed something a bit more specific and more intense, and also. I do like studying, and I feel like, yeah,、okay. like a、okay. little bit more is is good, and I was ready for it. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I was the opposite. So after four years of、um, college, I was like, oh, I'm done with studying for a while. Gonna try, gonna explore,、um, like working. What working's like. So how did you decide, like, what you what you wanted to study? I was I was just kind of thinking like what I found interesting or what I would want to do to have like a long term trajectory maybe a PhD and I knew、mm-hmm. that so my undergrad I did English and film studies、mm-hmm. and both of those things I really loved doing but in my head I was always like well like who cares what I think about film everyone has their own opinion like we can all be critical ourselves do I really Need to get a master in doing this, so I thought not to bash it. It's a great subject, but I thought I wanted to do something completely different. So、mm-hmm. I decided to do China studies、um, okay. as my master's, just because、mm-hmm. it was it's different. There's economics, there's history, there's more social studies. So I just wanted to change, and yeah, and I thought it was interesting. So China studies is like studying.、Um, yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah, that's okay, it. Okay. The name on the tin. So, what is graduate school in the UK like? I have not gone to graduate school anywhere.、Um, yeah. So, what 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 is it like? Well, for me,、uh, let me think. How was it like? It was basically you get a couple of classes, like an hour, two hour classes, kind of thing, throughout the week, and you get a bunch of readings you need to do. I think it's very similar to what I did in my undergrad, actually. Except、mm-hmm. I would say it's. It's uh, would I say it's more intense? Maybe not even the more the most diff- different thing from undergrad to my postgrad is that we had like a big dissertation element, which was、okay. you know a lot of my grade. So for that,、mm-hmm. that was new for me. I've never done dissertation before. But yeah,、mm-hmm. um, I actually I have a friend right now who is she is American and she's back in America doing grad school. Now and she、mm-hmm. tells me that in America you guys do a ton of like assignments and like different tests throughout the semester.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it really depends on what you study because grad school is sp- so specific. I think, well, just from what I know, I think science. I guess it would be more like tests and assignments. And if it was like in more、um, like a arts liberal degree, it would be a lot of like writing, reading. 
um, depending on what you study. And so you said that grad school and undergrad wasn't that different for you. No. Oh, okay. 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 And um, so I I know, so I've been talking to people about like getting a master's myself and they would, they were saying that, oh, you should know what you want to do after graduate school um, before you um, decide to get a degree. Uh, Would you agree with that? Or is is that something that um, you thought about? Uh, yes, I think I, I would agree because, well, to, to tell you the truth, because honestly, when I kind of decided this, I was like, I'm interested in this subject enough to go do a master's, but I was hoping that whilst I'm doing my master's, I might some find something like specific enough that I want to do a PhD in maybe. So I was like, mm-hmm. I have a pretty good chance of finding something. So it was like, that was a sort of path I was on, but in the end, I did find something interesting, but I'm like, I'm not willing to dedicate four years of my life to any one topic at the moment. So that mm-hmm. didn't happen for me. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of people would say that, A, because mm-hmm. it's like investment of your money and time. And like, right. when you get to kind of like our age, you can't just, you know, do something random for a year and there's no consequences, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, I would I would agree. I would agree. You would agree. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, I know I'm interested in... Um, philosophy the subject mm. but I don't know what I can do with the philosophy degree do I just like think at home <laughs> <laughs> I mean or or like go in the like the academia route um like becoming a professor oh but that God. would be but I don't know I can't imagine myself being I can't even imagine myself being a teaching assistant um but yeah, that, that's something that I was thinking about. So what is applying for grad school in the UK like? In US, I think it's taking the GRE, like getting recommendation letters, and then also like your undergrad grades. I think the good thing is for most kind of like social sciences and also for arts, you definitely don't need any kind of tests, unless maybe Cambridge and Oxford are specific in that mm-hmm. way. But everybody else... You just need recommendation, your undergrad grades, and like a cover letter, like a letter of why you want to do this, your how mm-hmm. enthusiastic you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's fairly fairly standard and fairly easy, I think. Okay, and are like, depending on the subject that you study, is the length of the program different? I think I think mostly mostly in the UK, masters are one year. But I think okay. maybe some other subjects are one to two years. But I think for the most part, it's one year. And uh-huh. I remember my dad, who who is Chinese and he's in China, I remember he yeah. was saying to me, like, oh, you should do it in the UK because it's a year and you just get uh-huh. it done. Whereas if you did a master's in China, it's two years. So he's like, you know, you get more bang for your buck. You get out there before. You know, oh, quicker. But, oh, yeah. yeah, I think UK, it's comparatively short. In America, I think it's usually one year to two years. And then I think call it, um, undergrad in UK is shorter too, right? It's three years. Whereas I'm here in, it's four years. I'm in Scotland. No? I'm the same okay. as you because I'm in Scotland. It's also four years for me. But I think in England, oh. it's three. Oh, okay. Okay. So in England, also the master's would be for would be one year. What do you think one year would be too short? I feel like one year passes by really fast. It, would it be two semesters? Yeah, well, it's like two teaching semesters for me, and then one semester is your like dissertation. 
Oh, so one semester you just work on your dissertation. Yeah. Do you take do you take classes or no? We we took classes throughout the year to do like dissertation prep, but then during the actual dissertation, no classes. You just kind of speak to your supervisor now and then. It's very okay. solo type of job. Okay. Okay. All right. So is grad school fun? <laughs> yeah, I I super had fun because like for me my undergrad was in like a small seaside town uh, okay. whereas I did my master's in London so it was like a complete different scene and uh-huh. so it's like a new city new people and uh, I loved I adored all of my teachers like they were just so uh-huh. smart and they had it together they were fun so I enjoyed attending their classes the content uh-huh. was pretty interesting I met you know good people yeah, I think if you, I bonded a lot more with my classmates because you're like a, it's like a smaller kind of set of people as opposed mm-hmm. to your undergrad where you can massive classes. So yeah, it was fun. Um, okay. Um, yeah, because, um, so I went to college in New York City and then I worked there for a year. And when I was working there, I was thinking, wow, like I, you actually have a lot more time exploring the city when you're going to school because you can arrange your own time. But when you're working, you're just like in the office during the days, and then you only have the weekends to do things. And then on the weekends, I was just tired. <laughs> so for your master's, the classes that you took, you said it would be like two hours every week of classes? It would be like, so I think if I'm trying to remember, maybe three kind of modules per semester. And then okay. per module, it might be two hours or two, three hours a week. And mm-hmm. what I would recommend is I would audit like other classes that are not outside of my three. So I, would, I audited one about like big data. So they actually taught you how to do coding mm-hmm. like teeny tiny mm-hmm. bit. So mm-hmm. I audited that and I audited like something else. So in effect, I was attending four modules per okay. semester but okay. you just don't do the assignments and you don't get tested because it's just an audit okay. because mm-hmm. you're paying for it. You know, you're paying for yeah. it. Why not go to as many classes as you think you can right. handle or are interested right. in? So that's pretty right. cool. Uh-huh. Okay. What was the most interesting class or like one of the classes that you liked the most? I really enjoyed, when I'm actually, it's one of the classes I audited and it didn't take. It's on like social issues in China. So like week by week, we'd look at things like the education system, the healthcare system, uh, you know, inequality and gender or, you know, like it was just so fun and interesting to me. That was my favorite. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that's, that, that does sound like a very big and interesting topic. There's so much that you can look at and um, talk about. Um, what did you do for your dissertation? Oh, I I did it on, I don't know if you've heard, it's called the Confucius Institute. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Kongzi Xue Yuan, right? Yes. And in, 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 in like, in Waigo, in different countries, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, right. Okay. They're like super active in Scotland. So I managed okay. to interview one in particular here mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. Uh, their focus is mainly on kind of high school and primary. Actually, is it even high school? Not sure, but definitely in primary. Mm-hmm. So their focus is different because usually all of the classes are for adults or like, yeah, for adults or mm-hmm. working people. 
But this one was specifically working with children through the different kind of local districts. And so they have partnerships with local schools. So mm -hmm. I was super interested in like the power dynamic and then like who has what kind of control and how do you actually make it work and local mm -hmm. adaptation, like that sort of stuff. So that was super fun too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've only learned about it recently. Like my dad was talking to his friends about it. I actually did not like, I did not know about it and didn't know what it was, what it was for. Yeah, I think there are some here in America. The purpose of them is to like, educate people on Chinese culture. Is that what they do? <laughs> it's, I think like the main, yeah, that's like their core, their cornerstone message, I guess, is trying to like spread Chinese whether it's culture or language, that kind of thing, or like mm -hmm. awareness of what China is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it's, it's been, I mean, it has lots of complications and uh, it has lots of kind of mixed press, particularly in the US and uh, Canada and Australia, I believe. But I think in uh -huh. the UK, it tends to be less, uh, a tiny bit less controversial perhaps. Okay, okay. So moving on to post-grad life. So after getting a master's, it's the, I guess it's either continuing your studies or like looking for, looking for uh, a job. So what is the um, process of looking for a job in the UK? Like, I imagine it would be similar. It's, what did I do? I think I just looked for stuff online that looked interesting, either through kind of like agency websites Mm -hmm. or just, you know, I don't know, indeed.com, you know, something completely general and just look for descriptions I find vaguely interesting and I'll just mm -hmm. apply. But okay. I, I honestly have had no luck with that, really. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, in indeed, indeed is in, um, I didn't know Indeed was um, an international <laughs> website. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Surprise. <laughs> Um, okay. And it's like, they see a resume, they call you, you get like some interviews. And then if you, if you get ideally, it, you get it. ideally, okay. yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I see. Um, do you think it's harder to meet new people after you start working? I think after I started working, I've only met people through work, not through anything else. Um, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yes, I, I guess so, now that I'm thinking about it. Particularly during COVID, too. Because you're right, not really right. out and about in, like, a museum or anything. Yeah, that's yeah. totally true. Is it, it, would, it would, I would imagine it would be easier to meet new people in grad school. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you're kind of thrown into a pile of people that are roughly your age, and they for sure mm -hmm. have similar, at least academic interests to you. And right. uh, so that was very, very easy, I found, mm -hmm. for grad school. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, so after you started working, was it, was like the work life the same as you imagined or was it different? Well, I, I never imagined starting off work, like working from home. So that, okay. that yeah. in itself is really, really different. But right. I think, how did I, I don't. It's, it might sound weird, but I don't think I ever had like a super clear picture of what I wanted to do for work. So I okay, don't even okay. have like a specific image of what okay. that might look like. Mm -hmm. But 
it's it's going it's going well. I'm glad okay. that I have a job right now. Okay, yeah, because I think for me during college, I was just thinking, oh, I'm gonna get a job after work and start working, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna live. I don't know. Um, it was different from what I actually experienced. Um, I think what I was imagining was like you go to your job every day, and after work you like hang out with friends. <laughs> um, I felt kind of, I was like thinking a lot about the after work life. Right. <laughs> But um, I didn't realize how much energy and time your work would actually take up and how like it affects you. Um, but yeah, that's why I asked you that question uh, because it was really different for me from what I imagined. Um, but yeah, and then um, so how so like during work, how do you deal with um, stressful or difficult times? Like if you don't know something, what do you do? Where do I deal with stress in difficult times? I think, uh, in terms of stress with work, I have a pretty pretty decent manager, so I communicate okay. with her a lot. Although, mm -hmm. uh, my job is very kind of like matrix metrics metrics focused, uh -huh. like. You know, okay. everyone has to hit their targets and okay. they look at numbers and they crunch a lot of numbers. So, mm -hmm. but there's always, you know, like a difference between what the number is saying versus how it actually happens out. For example, if okay. you run a meeting and the meeting goes over by two minutes, that will actually affect something. Because right. it'd be like, oh, you are over. So I don't know. I, I don't enjoy that part of my job because it's a bit like mm -hmm. working like machines in that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When you were saying that, I was just thinking to myself, that sounds so American. Um, I was. Oh watching, my god. <laughs> I was watching Emily in Paris. I don't know if you watched it. Um, so no. Did you? Okay. So it's like it's like kind of popular now, and it's like a Netflix show that's kind of popular now. My friends told me to watch it, so I watched it, and then it's about a girl from Chicago goes to Paris and then she's like super workaholic like oh I'm gonna get this done I'm gonna get that done and then the French were like you're so American why do you like <laughs> why do you you like you like live to work and then they work to live um so it's like the different mm. like, different European culture of like they like enjoy life more and then this American goes like yes gonna get this done <laughs> but yeah um yeah um so how do you deal with the stress? Do you just like let it let it go? Or <laughs> I think honestly, like we have pretty difficult targets to hit. Not okay. in terms of the job itself, like per case or per job I'm doing, it's not that complicated or hard. But it's the mm -hmm. fact that you're expected to perform at the same level and intensity okay. and speed throughout okay. the whole day, throughout the whole week, the whole month. Oh, That's the hard okay. part. Right. So when I was doing my training, in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm never going to be able to hit that. Like, it seems so impossible to me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think I I would say it took me literally like three to four months to kind of adjust and to really understand how to do it in a way that mm -hmm. allows me to actually hit those targets. So the stress came from like a lot of kind of like doubt whether I can even do this or do it mm -hmm. well enough. But mm -hmm. once you kind of get a handle on it, I think it's not as mentally kind of like scary anymore. Right. right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's one of the things with starting a job after you come out of school. So I remember me starting my first job. I was always doubting myself, like, can I actually do this job? I feel like I don't know anything. What what am I even doing? And then, so luckily, I had like good good coworkers. We started together, and then I guess we kind of shared the same worries. So I felt. Better, but um, and I had a mentor at the company, and he was like, "It takes around like six months to actually get the hang of of our jobs." So I was like, "Okay, I guess I'm," because I was like, one month or two months into the job, I was like, "I don't know if I can do this." And then I was also talking to another friend who started in the like the U.S. in the U.S. military, and I was telling her what I was thinking, and then she also got out of school, started her like job in the military, and she was like. There's just so much to learn.、Um, I don't like. She was feeling the same thing at, that I was feeling, even though we were like in different,、mm. in different fields.、Um, so I think that's something that、um, that people experience when they when they get out of school. It's like, well, jobs are like this job is so overwhelming. But like after, yeah, as you said, like after a while, you just get the hang of it and like know what you're know what you're doing.、Um, Yeah, I remember、um, when I was in New York City.、Um, like my job was, it was it was a pretty stressful job. And on the weekends, I would, there's like a dog cafe near where I live. I don't have a dog, but I just go there and sit、oh. there and like look at look at all the dogs <laughs> there. And it was pretty good.、Um, but I think COVID COVID's happening right now, so.、Um, That's not, not. That's something I can't do. But yesterday I discovered this YouTube channel.、Um, it's called what, Eight Corgi House. So it's a family that has eight corgis, and they filmed them doing different <laughs> stuff. <laughs> like that. That was that was pretty、um, cute.、Um, so speaking of COVID, what was or what is、um, <laughs> you like during COVID? <laughs> was I wish. <laughs> what is yeah. Uh, I would say, I would say so. Like in my household, my mom and I are Chinese, and my stepdad is Scottish. So it was interesting because basically, I'm sure you're the same. That basically around maybe January time, my family in China, you know, on the WeChat saying like, "Oh my God, beware!" Da 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 da. So we were、mm-hmm. kind of on the lookout and kind of like aware, keeping an eye on what's going on. And、um, I think even a couple of weeks before our lockdown began, we kind of started to have the idea of like, oh, maybe we should buy some extra stuff just in case, so we don't need to go out as much. And so by the time our UK lockdown, which was in when was that March,、mm-hmm. I think we had slightly different attitudes in the house because the UK、okay. government at that time was still very like, oh. It's fine. Like it's、mm-hmm. that. It's just like a bad flu. And Boris Johnson is like shaking hands with like COVID patients and all of that. So it's like, you can. Of course, of course he did.、Yeah. But you know why wouldn't he? So I just think like so there was a slightly of like a different clashing almost attitude in the house of like my dad being like, oh, you know, if you're healthy, it's fine. And also the UK government at that time was like. Oh, you don't have to wear a mask. You know, don't don't、mm. worry about it. And then, whereas me and my mom are like, no,、mm. it's super serious. So, so in terms of the UK, I think that it took the UK 
many, many months to start wearing a mask and to start taking it kind of more seriously, just because the government kind of, I think, similar to the US, kind of flip-flopped right. quite a bit on what you should right. do, what you shouldn't do. Mm. But at the moment, at the moment, you know, going shopping and stuff like that, I do see a lot of people wearing masks. And mm. yeah. Yeah, but I think our cases are going up too, so who knows? Yeah, um, I remember when like COVID initially started to spread here, I was telling my friend, oh, I think I'm going to wear a mask going outside now. And then and then he was like, you know, the government, like CDC, Center for Disease Control said, um, it's not necessary to wear a mask. And like people have so much trust in the, like, the, the professionals. Mm. And then... And then eventually everyone's like wearing a mask now. Um, and I remember when it first started in China, me and my coworkers were like, you know, oh my God, poor China. And then before we even realized it, it was like we were having cases over here. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Like a lot of people. So my dad donated some masks to these grocery stores near our house. And then like, because they were like, so during that time, they were on a shortage of masks. And um, and everyone, like, when they got the mask, they, like, put us, immediately put it on. And there was, like, one guy was like, I'm not going to put it on. Um, but, yeah, it's um, very, I don't know how to say this. I don't know. Yeah, it's just very challenging times. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, I think our cases are going up again. I, I saw that UK is going on a lockdown. Uh, yeah, we, we kind of are. Yeah. Yeah. Even, yeah. Um, like I'm basically locking myself down anyway. <laughs> um, just, I just like go to the supermarket and then, um, just go to the supermarket and that's it. And like visit my neighbor sometimes. Um, funny story about my neighbor that I just thought of. So during last, during like, I think it was last week or something. Um, my neighbor has like a Biden, Biden sign. So, mm. um, in America during like, like the campaign period, people put like Biden or Trump signs in front of their houses. And then I saw my neighbor when that was like taking out the trash and I was like, Oh, where did your Biden sign go? Why did you take it off? And she was like, I don't know. Someone took it away. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, yeah. Politically, it's like a lot of, it's like very messy right now too. Um, and then COVID. Do you have any questions for me? Yes, yes. I I was wondering kind of what are your strategies for when you're stressed out or how are you dealing with the fact that you're not like going out and seeing friends as you usually might do or your dog cafe? So I think... Being in quarantine actually made me a more like stay-at-home person. <laughs> like before COVID, pre-COVID, when I was working in the office when I was stressed, I had really good coworkers. So we would like take a walk in the park, say some shit about our, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, then, and then and then you know you like vent and then you go back do your work. And that was something. So I was, even though like my job was really stressful, I was like lucky enough to have good coworkers who like, who we could talk to each other about, but sometimes we would talk to each other and then get more depressed. So, mm. <laughs> but I don't know, but I, I guess it feels really good to have like, to have, um, to have coworkers who are kind who are kind of like friends, I guess they're friends, but like 
I, but I realized that you spend a lot of time with your coworkers after you start after you start working. So in school, I feel like you have your friends, and then once you start working, it's like you spend the majority of your time, your life, with your coworkers, and, <laughs> and it's really, and it really, it's really luck. Like who you work with, it's kind of like based on your luck and who you like spend a lot of time with. So I was, I think I was pretty lucky to have、um, good coworkers. And then now working from home, I think it's important to take breaks and try not to be that much of a workaholic. I'm not saying I am, but、um, if if anyone who is listening is a workaholic,、um, I guess it's good to like, <laughs> take a break. I guess I utilize technology more. I guess I was. Bored too, which is like one of the reasons why I like started this podcast,、uh, <laughs> so I could like talk to talk to friends and then like talk to them, have like I guess more profound conversation, <laughs> like talk talk about things that we can't just like talk about when we're chatting, or it'd be kind of weird to just like talk about. So, what do you think about life? <laughs> Well, you know, it's weird. It's perfect fun.、Uh, um, yeah, and then、um, I don't know. My strategy is, I don't know. I just like happen to like adjust to a very like dry stay-at-home person.、Um, I was talking to my friend too. She recently went back to China, and then she was during COVID. She was in New York City, so she was indoors the whole time, and she it made her like a more stay-at-home person too. So now that she's back to China, she like, she doesn't have the urge or she doesn't want to leave the house. She's like perfectly comfortable staying in the house, and her family's like, her family is like, you should go out more. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of worried about that happening to me. Like I'm becoming perfectly fine just staying at home. Oh, there's one thing. Um, so I started talking to a therapist, and. That was like pretty good. It's like nice. It's someone that I can say whatever I want to. <laughs>、uh, yeah, I think it's it's pretty nice.、Um, yeah, that's so. That was a very long answer. Sorry to your question. <laughs> no, no, thanks. <laughs>、uh, yeah. Any? Do you have any other questions? Let me see. Is there any any sort of good shows? I know you mentioned Emily in Paris, but I just、oh. I saw tons of people dragging it to hell online. So I was like, Why? What did they say about it? Really? You haven't seen the negative reviews? Um, no. What? I so think stereotypical of like. Well, I think that's like one thing, but a ton of people were. Commenting basically about Emily's. I mean, this is coming from someone who's never seen a single episode of it. But based on what I read,、uh-huh, people were yeah, saying yeah, her yeah. like her character doesn't really grow, and she、okay. just gets into these situations and then gets out, and it's like as、okay. if nothing happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it would be almost impossible for her story to happen in the real world. But I think、mm-hmm. that's why I like it. It's like. You know, life is so like complicated, or not. Not saying、yeah. my life is complicated, but just like the world is so complicated. And then you have this show that you can put yourself into that it's like simple. Oh, it kind of gets not that simple, but it's like oh, you just have these coworkers, you have this this guy that you kind of. It's like <laughs> a simple story, and then about this girl who just like gets into trouble and then gets out of it. I guess.、Um, 
But yeah, and there's gonna be season two. <laughs> oh wow, good for yeah. them. Yeah, and I'm gonna watch it. Um <laughs> I, so my friend who recommended recommended it to me said she usually she thought she wouldn't like show like these. Um, but she likes it. And yeah, I think it's I guess it's just like a simple thing that you can um emerge yourself into during during this time. Like um, yeah. And then um, I guess I was I started to watch um, Queen's Gambit. Mm. It's um, I saw people saying that it's good. I just watched the first episode. Um, but other than that, uh, I've not been watching anything else. What about you? I I usually I usually watch like a ton of like YouTube family vlogs. Oh, okay, that's cute. Um, I my friend was watching like a Japanese family um one. What kind of what kind do you watch? It's they're mostly either in America or in Canada for some reason. Okay. But the thing is, like, it I know that it is actually very creepy in some uh, many levels. In fact, and spying on people's lives. <laughs> well, it's not but spying they it- because they put it up. Yeah. But- yeah, yeah, yeah. The main issue, the main issue I have with that, not that I'm going to talk about it forever, but like no. the fact that some of the vlogs they'll show you like, oh, our nighttime routine or like our bath mm-hmm. time or like our talking in, you know, nighttime routine. And for me, I'm just like, your kids might not want that to be right. online right. in any way, shape or form. Right. right. It's because we are so early with this type of like content or even technology yeah. that there's no real way to tell what is appropriate like it completely depends on the parents and what Mm -hmm. kind of parents they are and although I have heard because I I really enjoy like parenting podcasts Mm -hmm. as well I don't know why I'm like really into okay uh, getting yourself prepared yes that's (laughs) it I'm prepping years ahead yeah but and then, like, so I listen to so many kind of, like, family stuff, and some of the hosts would be like, oh, you know, we try to be very, um, you know, aware of, you know, privacy and give the kid, you know, like, let them have consent and all of this. And I'm like, listen, I don't think explaining to your seven-year-old or even your five-year-old, even your 11-year-old, like, what consent and, like, online content means you know, you can tell them, oh, everyone's going to see it. Your employer will see in the future. It's like, to them, is that really going to register? So right. I think, like, so, like, the idea of consent, like, how can you really ask consent of someone who's not even of age? So, like, yeah. what, is that really a valid consent? Anyway, I'm, like, criticizing that yeah. so hard, even though I watched, like, a bunch of this stuff. But <laughs> Yeah, um, I definitely, like, understand what you're saying because I follow... I don't particularly watch family vlogs, but I like follow people on Instagram who has cute kids. Um, I and I follow them because they always post their cute kids, and like even though I really enjoy seeing, oh, they're so cute. But then, and like, and like the other person from the kids' perspective, like what you were saying, when they grow up, would 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 they be happy that like their kids, uh, their own like childhood was out there for anyone? um to see um but yeah and there's like this um instagram account um, called food baby new york city so it's um it's like i think a dad and then he posts his kid with like food and then he's very famous and the other kids are super cute 
but then yeah at the same time um i'm not sh- yeah it's like like where how do you get the consent from from kids and also with like yeah just that just made me think about like children superstars yeah child stars yeah child stars um right so you said you watch a lot of like family vlogs i i enjoy watching vlogs too just i guess just vlogs about people living their lives <laughs> i tried making one myself i tried i made a couple myself but they were kind of boring oh do you yeah. have piano um i i made it i made it like people who only have the link can see it because uh, i because like myself i wasn't that comfortable um mm, showing showing everyone what i do but i guess like there are people who like are comfortable with that and then yeah but i stopped because i'm just like at home now (laughs) (laughs) um the last one i did was me going to the uh gynecologist (laughs) (laughs) it was me in the elevator i'm so nervous blah 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 and then and then yeah and then i was supposed i was they asked me if i wanted to get my flu shot and then um I was like, no. And then I saw like the nurse at the flu shot table was kind of cute, like a cute guy. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, oh, you know what? I'll get it today. <laughs> and I was telling my friends about, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Like I've been home for too long. Like as soon as I go to like the hospital. <laughs> and then I think wearing a mask makes people's um, like overall appear- appearance looks better because you like only see the face. Like you only you only see like the. Oh really? Yeah, that's just I don't know. Not that I've like had a lot of experience with that. <laughs> uh, maybe just see like people at the supermarket. Anyways, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I was uh, talking about me taking vlogs. Sorry. Yeah, life is not that interesting right now. I guess. Are, are there any other like? entertainments that you like to do now um i don't know what to do on friday nights now so i visit my neighbor um bring her some mangoes and like fruits <laughs> oh yeah so nice um i do like music so i have like a guitar and oh. i very recently acquired a u- ukulele oh i have like a medium-sized one and it's yeah it's it's good it's fun i don't mm-hmm. really I don't know it too well. Like I don't sing super well. I don't play super well, but I just enjoy it. So I can uh, do that too. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I I tried like in the beginning of COVID. I I have I have a ukulele too, and I like tried. I like um, was playing it with for like a couple of days, and then kind of abandoned it. I don't even know where it is. Though. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm very technology oriented mm, now. Okay. Um, yeah. I try. I try not to be. I try to like take a walk after work. So I get off work at five p.m. I try to take a walk, but the problem is, um, it gets dark. It's very dark outside at five. So, um, so yeah. Um, so no. I, I and then I've been trying these like yoga, not yoga videos, like these like K-pop dance workouts. <laughs> oh, love it! Oh yeah, it's pretty pretty fun like you, you hear the music and then you dance to it too well i th- i did it i only did it last night i've I, i've been i said it like i've been doing it for like a long time <laughs> and then like the second half part i was just watching the lady dance i didn't even i was too tired wait is does she have like blonde hair and she wears like a sports bra with like mm, yeah 
I think Mad Madfit is that. Mm, I don't know her name. Maybe. Okay. Oh, really? I'm not sure. What do you do? You do that too? No. Well, I do it a little bit on days okay. when I can't go out for like, cause I mm-hmm. I also enjoy going for like a run or for like a walk, mm-hmm. and I recently purchased some like light reflective vests. So they're like lollipop man, you know, like or like construction oh, oh. worker mm-hmm. type stuff. So and, people can uh, see you in the dark. Yes. So I got one for me and two for my parents because mm-hmm. they like going out to, for walks as well. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if I'm dressed in all black and somebody hits me, do I really blame them? Because you, you right. people can't see right. you. So yeah. I don't know. It depends on your neighborhood. Maybe that's mm-hmm. an idea. Okay. Um, the other concern that I have is um, I think a couple of, weeks or months I'm not sure but like a while ago me and my friend I had a friend who was staying with me and we go on and during the summer um it gets darker later so I we could still go out on walks after I finish work and it was kind of dark and we saw like two coyotes um so I would not know what I would do in the situation that I was walking and I just see two coyotes Uh, (laughs) but or or that would just like make me the sub like their targets. I don't know. Um, uh, it's just I'm a also I'm also a very risk adverse person. Mm. I like I sense a little bit of this kind of like run away. Oh, <laughs> I think I think we I have those like reflective vests at home. Yeah, and um, oh, my friend got me into. My friend was staying with me for a while because she was in grad school, and then her their school was like evacuated everyone living in the dorms and she's like a big k-pop fan and she got me into k-pop now that she's gone i feel like my passion has like died out a bit but when she was here i was like a, like i wouldn't say hardcore but like a pretty passionate i like spend spend like some money buying their albums oh my god <laughs> and it was super expensive it was like two so you had you had to buy two it come it came in two two cds it was like 400 RMB. What's that? Um, but that's like a good amount. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. expensive. It is so expensive. And the thing that they lure you with is you get a chance. So they do this like, um, they do this um, chou jiang. How do you say chou jiang? Mm-hmm. Like, lottery? Uh, they do this lottery thing where if you buy it, um, you could have a chance to FaceTime with, <laughs> with the first <laughs> And then, and then, um, so there's like a period of time that there's like a period of time that you have to buy it. And then the top 10 person who spends the most, who buys the most can get, can, will definitely, will guarantee the FaceTime, FaceTime, um, um, with them. And then I just watch these numbers go up and I'm like, wow, these crazy people. <laughs> but, but yeah, I guess I guess it's, for them it's like really it's worth it if they're willing to spend the money. But like I was almost, I mean I was like kind of part of it because I bought bought the <laughs> bought it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what well, what were you saying about like your friend? I also have a, a friend who very recently got into K-pop. Yeah, Courtney, Courtney, you just like stay at home and then you don't see actual men. But yeah. <laughs> honestly honestly and she got into like k-drama as well Mm -hmm. and i was like oh my god i'm having flashbacks because when i was like nine and ten years old maybe i was super into that because i just arrived from the uk from china Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. was 
in that phase where I loved TV shows and like Japanese drama, Korean mm-hmm. drama, drama. It's all about it. So mm-hmm. I was like recommending her this one called My Girl in particular. Mm-hmm. I was like recommending her shows I used to watch, and then she would f- sometimes find them. And I'm surprised that there are tons of actors from back in the day when I watched, and they're still kicking around and acting. I'm like, oh my god, good for you, longevity in your career. Yeah. So that's that's kind of very funny to me that she's now kind of like onto this, even though I'm like, oh, I used to do that, like when I was yeah. a tiny. Yeah. Um. I feel like I. It's like my. I was. I was late to the game or something. <laughs> Like I've just I've now experienced that phase. <laughs> oh my god! What kind of so what what band or what uh, did so, you buy from? The group that I like it's called Wavy, but they're a subgroup of NCT. Um, <laughs> so it's like a very so instead of having like a set amount of people in a group now, they have like a big group of people, mm-hmm. and then everyone's in like a different subset. Yeah. So they so they can like change people around or something and then um that's like a i guess it's like a a new concept that k-pop's going with it's just like the personality that they show i watch like some reality tv shows that they did and they're just like pretty funny and like good looking guys (laughs) yeah i like i get the i get the aesthetics of k-pop now i used to not get i used to think they were kind of like girly Mm. but now i'm like I guess I'm like into it, but yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I can appreciate different kinds of men beauty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> and uh, is there anything that you like picked up during quarantine? Ah, uh. uh, trying to think. Is there anything new? My uh... friend started. My friend started cooking. Um, she was telling me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a super popular one. I think I don't think I picked up anything too new, but I just kind of intensified what I was already doing. So okay. like, okay. I and there was a period during lockdown initially when I didn't have this job yet. I would literally like run slash walk for like two hours a day just because it was summertime. Oh okay. yeah, because it's summertime, and I'm like, I'm just gonna keep, I'm just gonna stay out here and just mm-hmm. chill podcasts like tons of podcasts tons of music mm-hmm. and like baking I, I bake a fair amount so I would mm-hmm. like learn new recipes and pies and mm-hmm. yeah that's fun did you make the um there's this popular cheesecake that's been like um that a lot of people have been making was it called Basque cheesecake um like basque, I don't know. It's like the oh, New York I don't know Times. that. The New York Times said, "Oh, it's the recipe of the year or something." Wow, yeah. check that out. And then, what kind of stuff do you bake? My signature is banana bread. Oh, okay. Because it's the easiest thing ever. I can slam that out in like fifteen minutes. Like the mixing oh. part. Oh, okay. so that's super easy. And oh. apple pie. Apple pie takes. A bit more effort and time, but it's like hearty, so I like mm-hmm. that too. Okay. Do you do any kind of like baking um, slash cooking? I used to, I used to really like it. Um, I was, I really liked making tiramisu. Um, that's Ooh. not baking though; it's just like mixing, putting <laughs> eggs, cheese, um, coffee, and stuff. Uh, I used to do tiramisu banana pudding. Um, 
I don't know if you have that there in the UK. Um, so what it's just like, so banana fuzzy, a layer of banana, and then cream, and then like this kind of vanilla cookie, and then banana, cream, vanilla cookie. And then, oh, wow. Yeah, there's a very, there's a um, super famous bakery in New York City that sells it because um, it was like a place that some, that, that woman in Sex in the City, she liked to go to that place. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, what is it called? Uh, Magnolia Bakery. I My friend was telling me about it, and I always had it. I don't know why. I thought it was like Mongolia Bakery. I was like, oh, Mongolia <laughs> Bakery. Selling <laughs> banana puddings. Good for them. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then what else? Yeah, I baked a cake for my mom for her birthday. Um, it looked kind of bad, but it's... Uh, it's like I mean we all ate it so and then I've been pretty lazy with cooking now oh I've been making kimchi pancakes kimchi pancakes wow okay yeah I, yeah it's it's pretty good and then um yeah I've not been cooking a lot um yeah I don't bake anymore because it requires too much time and effort and then <laughs> I don't know um I, I used to bake cookies too, but I, yeah, so, yeah, actually thinking about it now, I'm surprised that I don't do it anymore. I guess I'll blame K-pop. Um, <laughs> I don't know why thinking about K-pop just made me like thoughtless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're too focused on that. Yeah, unconsciously just thinking about like K-pop. Uh, <laughs> I just like kind of want to travel again. Um it's gonna, I feel like it's gonna take a while for life to go back to normal. Where would you wanna travel to? Um, Korea. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, uh, Korea. What about, what about you? Um, maybe, I'm boring. Like I usually go back to China for holidays just cause like yeah. food's yeah. good, family's yeah. there yeah. and it's fun. Right. Um, yeah. Do you like the quarantine lifestyle, the working from home lifestyle? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm like such like a home person as in okay. yeah. I know when my laundry needs to be done. I know when the floors or when whatever is low. So like yeah. if I'm home, I can make sure all those things are ticking along. And I can take yeah. care of them whilst I'm working mm -hmm. a lot easier than like having to clock off work and then transport back home. Right. So, yeah, I, I've been enjoying it. Yeah. A lot. And, and you would save a lot of time um, from commuting just to and from work. Just, For sure. Yeah. 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 Actually, yeah, I kind of like it too. Um, I just stay indoors all day. The only thing is that like, I, I, I don't, well, I, th I think I wasn't socialing that much either pre-COVID. Uh, no, I'm the same. It's just that I don't have the opportunity to. <laughs> All right. I think, I think we had a pretty good talk today. Enjoyed yeah. talking to you. Thank you for being here today. And thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Bye.